Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dodd X Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men live. I'm your host, Nick, as always, accompanied by my amazing co-host. That's right. He's not saying my name. I remembered. I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm the co-host with the most. And Mo-host? I'm the mo-host. I'm the moho <laughs> there is. I'm the only co-host you have, ladies and gentlemen, so you're going to have to gonna have to live with it. How's it going? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. We got, we're catching up today. We're catching up on X-Men, the main title, and X-Men Red. Uh, but before that, we had some stuff happen in the X-Men world, Josh. Yeah, we sure did. So whilst I sat in jury duty waiting for my number to be called so I could do my civic duty with with gusto, I, um, a dear friend of mine named Nick, you might know him as the host of the Don of X podcast, he, um, <laughs> with, with a lovely co-host, um, he sent me a link for the animated series reboot trailer over god was that like a week ago now yeah like a week week and a half yeah yeah so uh, yeah, it's when they the were trailer real, dropped real quick it was when they were trying to cover up any media for madam web oh for god's sake that's you conspiracy theorist no i don't give a shit that movie seemingly is terrible not surprised in the same week they just dropped fantastic forecasting and the x-men trailer yeah they knew what they were doing it why does Disney care? It's clear. It's a Sony movie. Like regular people don't know that they do. They see Sony. They know. <laughs> I don't. The regular person. The actors. The actors in the movie thought they were part of the MCU. You can't. You can't say regular people and actors in the same sentence, man. No, those are holly weirdos. <laughs> those people didn't even know they weren't in the MCU. Of course they, they didn't like... know. Of course they didn't know. They don't know shit. <laughs> They're just doing a job, man. But yeah, I think normal people don't know. And they said, we don't want bad publicity for the comic book movie genre as enough as it is. So let's get people hyped up for it was something else. It was Fantastic Four, X-Men trailer, maybe just Deadpool stuff, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember anything else. But yeah, continue. Um, so yeah, we got this trailer. Um, I have not watched it since that week, so uh it's been a minute, but I do recall seeing a real quick uh, snapshot of what appeared to be the trial of Magneto. So that might be pretty cool, um, which is when Magneto basically started turning into a good guy. And it wasn't long after that, that he did become the headmaster of the Xavier school. So like that, that's pretty cool that they're, they're sticking with that. Um, your boy got to say to me, my X-Men. I do remember Cyclops getting to say to me, my X-Men. That was pretty fucking cool. That was nice, yeah. Um, we got Gambit charging up Wolverine's <laughs> whole ass skeleton to turn the, him into a bomb, I guess. The most 90s playing with my action figures thing I've ever seen. I, but how does this... Ha- looks cool, love it, can't yeah. wait to see it. How does it really work? No idea. Like, I know because he can make the kinetic energy go away. Like if we yeah. can get real nerdy about his powers right now, Gambit can make he manipulates kinetic energy, right? So he can yeah. take it away. So seemingly Wolverine doesn't have to explode. But like the minute he touches something, it blows up. Yeah. It, so Wolverine's just gonna. What's Gambit gonna do? Wolverine can heal. <laughs> Gambit's riding on his back. Also, <laughs> Gambit's like six foot one. 
And Wolverine's like five foot four. And he's riding him like and he's a, riding on top of him. Like a dog. Like, like it's, it's in, perfect. Okay, perfect. so first I will say in the animated show, I don't think they specified that his body's metal, just the claws, right? Because I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they didn't know at this point, but yeah, it's early days so, Wolverine. It's yeah, early days Wolverine. So just the claws. But even then, you're insinuating something has to negate the other. Like either the claws blow up or the energy doesn't do anything, right? <laughs> so what is the point? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's goofy. It's perfect. It's perfect that it's those two characters too because it's it just looks cool. But when you try to think about it too much, it's like, what the fuck is even happening here? Like most things from the animated series. Like most things from the X-Men, really. <laughs> Yes, uh, we had a lot of interesting stuff. I it took me a while to warm up to the animation style they were using. I you mentioned that, and when I watched it on my iPhone, admittedly, I just watched it on the little screen. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it looked fine. It looked fine to me. It didn't look like because you said it looked like one of those motion comics. So I was some it, scenes, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I never picked that up. Yeah, no, that's no. good. Because I hate um, those motion comics. Yeah. When you sent uh, that, I was like, <laughs> what? No, this is going to suck. Particularly the scene where Magneto was talking to them at the end. Mm-hmm. Like the way his lips were moving and the way the camera was sliding. I'm like, uh, this maybe. is very motion comics. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. They're just, they're all like, just had just got done playing basketball. X-Men playing basketball. Fucking super 90s. I need a group just to do a cosplay of that. Oh, like, I'm sure they will. Yeah, it, I, I love it. Like that, the idea of what they were doing, just playing basketball, super 90s dressed, and then like bursting in the room, and like, Jean pregnant, we got that. Or is it Madeline? Oh my god. I was gonna say that, yep. Oh my god. Know. Um, I like how the trailer started with like, hey, since none of you remember how the show fucking ended. Previously on the X-Men. <laughs> This should happen. By the way, it's coming out March 20th. I know, and it's coming yeah. out weekly, I heard. Yes. So that's but I think cool. that's best. Like, just have a little fun thing for people to talk about. Yeah. Um, speaking of people talking, speaking I'm of people talking. so happy this trailer came out when it did because it's, it's going to be a beautiful precursor to what happens when they actually make an X-Men movie. Oh, my good Lord. The amount oh. of people who don't actually understand X-Men or what they represent. Oh, my the good people Lord. who just don't care. Just the trolls, man. Just the yeah. trolls. There are people like there's some of the shit I've seen. It's like, there's no way you believe this. If you've actually read an X-Men comic, like what yeah. the fuck? It was more subtle back then. No, no, it, no, wasn't. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> like it, the, even the animated show, we just got done watching like half of like at least two seasons season and a half yeah yeah like it wasn't subtle it wasn't fucking subtle at all no there was that one episode where the like with beast that i don't remember what happens but i remember talking to you like dude if they tried to make this episode today it would get it would get exactly what's happening online for this animated show yeah we um, we knew this was gonna happen we always knew this was gonna happen yeah so, so when please, they actually i gotta make... plug this computer in so Go for it. Continue. Uh, so, like, when they actually make a live-action X-Men, get ready, guys, because, like, this is the kind of crap you're going to hear, especially if there's any kind of, like, racial cast change. That's going to be just the fucking end. Lord of fucking help us if there's a goddamn race swap. If if they make uh, Magneto and Charles uh, black men who grew up in the 60s, which allegedly was, like, a leak that happened a few years back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 
kind of makes sense, but you know, whatevs. <laughs> yeah. You can't you know, it's gonna be harder to make him from the Holocaust, people. <laughs> a little bit. But if they keep if if they don't race swap and they and they do keep Magneto as just like a white Eastern Eastern European Jewish man, I do want them to find a way to make him from the, yeah, it's kind of important to his character. Stuff. It is. But also, like, I, I loved that this trailer comes out, tons of nostalgia, and then they officially announced that Morph is changing, morphing, into a non-binary character. And that's what blew up the internet, basically. Like, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for racist people. <laughs> like, we can't have Morph, a person who can change into literally anything, be a nothing a, in the A person who, on multiple occasions in the original cartoon turned into women yes like he once turned into gene and started flirting with with wolverine yeah so it's just yeah i can't and, and like they made so morph didn't even exist until the animated show yes. and then they made him and i think like the exiles or some shit like that in the comics love the exiles by the way if you've never read the Ex exiles um and he looks like this morph. Yeah. Like the comics version of morph looked like the morph we're getting in this one, but morph never actually existed until the show. So it's kind of wild. So like for anyone who's like, they can't even be like, Oh, they're changing this store. No, they're not. It's not, it's not even a real fucking character. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I've noticed. Like a lot of people. So basically a lot of people were sending out different clips from the animated series now. A lot of people are seeing what we saw when we first started of uh, Xavier forcing Holocaust memories back at Magneto. Yeah. I've seen that everywhere lately. I was like, yeah, I remember fucking ranting about this. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, it was not a, not a great idea. And then actually a lot of people going, well, how's it even work? Because wearing a helmet and a lot of people being reminded that that came from the movies. That's not a real thing either. It's not a thing. We forget how much other media influences comic media and vice versa because it's all adaptations people i can't even remember is it a um i think we might have honestly said it at first too um yeah. i i honestly remembered going like oh yeah that's why and then realizing oh yeah that wasn't actually a thing yeah and then someone in comic said that actually makes a lot of sense let's do that all the time yeah because it was a thing for for juggernaut in the yes. comics that was the, like the helmet protecting him and whatever yeah so someone's like let's just transfer that to another guy who wears a helmet for no reason and give it a reason <laughs> gotta do it gotta do it but um, yeah i'm excited i mean we're not gonna get to it for a few more months but i'm still excited what the animated show yeah you don't want to cover the first one when it comes out uh you know i'll leave a little bit to the viewers to the listeners uh what you guys think because a part of me was thinking binging season three and four and like doing a like an episode review of a season or if you want us to go in order when we get to the new season we get to the new season in x amount of months you know or do you want us to just start reviewing the new season <laughs> at the same time i mean or we can we just yeah, yeah we can like it's a fucking cartoon for christ's sake let's <laughs> not again the, plot? the deep plot <laughs> Again, it's a it's a children's cartoon. It's a children's cartoon. And like honestly, how many times did we watch a couple episodes in a row and we're like, I don't remember what happened. I literally just watched watch this and I can't talk about it because so much happened that I can't recall what happened. 
that's especially this season we're on now quite a bit is shoved into one fucking episode i'm wondering about pacing because it's people don't remember how bad the pacing and storytelling and how good in equal parts it was it's nostalgia so like how are they writing a modern show about a 90s era with these characters that have previous history from a show most people don't remember after the first three seasons i know like there's quite a bit of hoops that they're going to be going through <laughs> and remember yeah. there's characters we haven't gotten to it yet but there's characters that already debuted within the show and it's keeping one canon so yeah. like captain america's been in the show technically spider-man punisher even like side mutants like wanda and uh and quicksilver yeah so i'm wondering how they're gonna treat all that or are they gonna focus on new mutants oh and of course there was a newspaper in the background mentioning Emma Frost, and on the top of the newspaper, it mentioned the Hellfire Gala. So what does that mean? Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, so is that just a fun Easter egg, or are they going to do their own version of the Hellfire Gala? Well, I mean, remember, Chris Claremont gave us the first Hellfire Gala. It's where the Dark Phoenix shit started. Like that's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like So, so I'm, I'm curious, and there is that comic that we started that was like the Krakoa era, but in the 97 comic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would be down to see that uh, as a cartoon. Honestly, I've seen a lot more people said like the Krakoa era should be its own animated series, like a new animated series. Yeah. Um, which yeah, I, any new X Men animated series would be really fun. I also want them if they're redoing or the continuing X Men, continue Spider Man. That shit was good. Like, give us I a Spider Man in ninety eight. Huh? I, ha- I haven't tried to watch it since way back when i loved I've it going back it holds up a lot Man. of episodes hold up I, I got the theme song in my head now radio oh, yeah. spider but like the show it did end on a cliffhanger because it was they did a spider-verse crossover and at the end of it uh madam webb was giving peter a gift and he's oh, like oh that sounds gift. familiar yeah, yeah yeah and she's like i'm gonna give you back mary jane because she like she died or like disappeared in the worst way. Like he mm. marries Mary Jane in like the fifth season and on the honeymoon, she dissolves into water. Cause she was a water clone from Hydro man. It was a lot to take as a kid. <laughs> Holy Christ. Yeah. It was like, cause water basically they did a um, clone saga, but with Hydro man and he became obsessed with Mary Jane. And like, there was a thing where instead of Gwen, it was Mary Jane that fell off the the building. Yeah. But then, like, she went to a portal for some reason. It's the whole thing. But basically, the last few episodes is MJ turns to, to Steam because she hasn't been MJ for, like, a year. Uh, they do Secret Wars. Like, the Mad- Madam Web and the Beyonder, like, get every 90s cartoon Marvel property we have against all these other bad guys. And then after that, they did Spider-Verse where you met other Spider-Men. <laughs> there wasn't even a Spider-Verse yet. Exactly. They were head, man. Madam Web got other Spider-Men from different multiverses. One of them just being an actor named like something. <laughs> like he's playing Peter Parker for an upcoming movie. And a bunch of other ones. They beat a Carnage Peter hybrid. And then at the end of it, he got to meet Stan Lee, of course. And then Madam Web's like, you want to find Mary Jane? And he's like, yeah, fucking I do. And then they went off. And that was it. So, like, if you're going to bring back a show. Wow, I don't really remember a whole lot of that. Dude, 80% of that's pure memory from, like, 20 plus years ago. 
Nice. Good for yeah. you. It's good stuff. It's like, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> good for you, man. Does so everyone going, nerd? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, that's impressive memory. It's impressive memory. Nicely done. Asked me homework back then? Fuck no. Nope. <laughs> Got no room for math. Can tell you all about the X Men. If you want to know every detail of multiple different animated series, I got you. We we got you covered, Playboy. Don't worry. <laughs> so long version of being like, if you guys want how you guys want to see how we process all the animated stuff, or if, whatever, it. we'll do whatever we want. Or we'll do whatever we want. Yeah. I mean, anyway, we, we often do. We yes, often do. Anyway, let's get into these comics, man, because we're let's finally get... playing catch up and we're almost there. Let's get into this shit, man. We so... are starting with X-Men issues 27, 28, and 29. Nice. So last time we left the X-Men, quite a bit bad things were happening. We had uh <laughs> That's one way to put That's it. That's one way to put it. Everything's shit, basically. Just a uh, reminder, because the listeners know, but they're past this probably if they're actually keeping up. Yeah, we're currently in the in the era of Cyclops is crucified with his eyes stitched shut. <laughs> so things are to say things are not good. Is, is it's an been better. <laughs> uh, so we started off with Shadowcat sneaking into the Orcus facility and basically trying to figure out what's going on. How many mutants do we have in there? Like, what's the layout going on? She gets in and sees fucking Juggernauts alive. Good for him. And he's Good like, yeah, the crystal that gave me these powers is running through my veins, so I heal. Sure. Whatever. Love I'm it. not going to say it doesn't make sense. It, it makes as much sense as anything else happening in this fucking book. So. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, well, they put a chain around my neck saying, if I run, I'm going to kill the mutant on the other side. Which I'm like, that's a weird threat if you don't know who's on the other side. But Juggernaut's a good guy now. He doesn't want to murder anyone. That's fair. All right. That's true. So Kitty's like, all right, let's see. And also, there. he's got to be like, well, anyone being held captive by these people is probably a good person. Probably so. a friend or something. <laughs> so she's like, let's see who's there. Oh, shit. It's Cyclops. And you have your eyes sewn shut. That's not good. And, and, <laughs> and there's another a, end. Yeah. You have a bomb inside you, a dead man switch, <laughs> in case someone has to rescue you. Fucking somebody, I along along with the X Men, no one under uh, all of a sudden the X Men are woke and, and no one understands the X Men. The um the trailer also gave us a bunch of people who have never read the comic ever talking about Scott Summers, and I don't know how you've been dealing with this, but it has been driving me uh. up the wall. These motherfuckers out there tweeting about Scott Summers, Cyclops being a boring character or a goody two shoe or some whatever. Like, you fucking embarrass yourself when you tweet shit like that. You, the amount of ass you show is ridiculous. Like, Cyclops. He shouldn't be saying to me, my X Men. He's the only motherfucker. Him and Storm are the only ones qualified to say those words. I saw somebody tweet this and it's been in my head ever since because it's so fucking accurate. So Wolverine is like the face of the X-Men, right? He's the one, he's the one that sells all this shit. Yeah. But if you really think about it, the X-Men's three fucking protagonists, they're three main fucking people that the story revolves around. Jean Grey, Scott Summers, Storm. In the like, comics, yeah, for sure. Exactly. I mean, in which is the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. So like 
and, and for somebody to be like, ah, oh, Scott Summers is a boring, he's one of them. He is the main one. He's one of the main ones. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, he's endured for so long because he's a incredibly deep character. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy to me that anyone, even though he's like, you love him probably a little bit more than I do. And I'm the one who's like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? Like, that's, it was offensive. It was offensive seeing some of the weird opinions on him, but like I'm also used to it. I've seen it's kind of a Superman thing where people go, "Oh, Superman's a really boring character." I'm like, "Well, then you didn't read a good Superman book, then." Like that's the, it's a very surface level viewpoint of heroic characters, and it's like, well, he just shoots lasers out of his eyes. Yeah, but he's also like a master technician, a uh, tactician, and like he leads this team of super powered individuals, but understands how to control everyone in like a proper but- way. Better than a fucking psychic. And, but more than that, like, as far as being, like, a, a deep character, like, yeah. he has endured trauma upon trauma upon trauma. A lot of trauma. And he is, he is one of the most broken and pieced back together characters in this goddamn medium. He is yeah. a fucking rich tapestry of, like, storytelling, really. Yeah, a lot. It, yeah, it's crazy. Read a fucking comic book. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we cut back to Shadow Cat with the resistance, basically, um, saying, hey, we need a new plan. We need to find out how Reed Richards covered up the mutant gene. But Xavier kind of plucked that memory out of his head, which I'm glad we're finally going back to this story. It's only been a few years, you know? Yeah. Can I? I also want to interject and say. Sure. Phil Noto has become one of my absolute favorite artists, especially for X-Men. He's great, yeah. I I love his versions of these characters. Like the all of them. Every fucking one. Like I wish he would just draw the X-Men forever. Or uh, he did a fantastic a run for Star Wars. Uh Charles Soule did like a I want to say 30 issue run all about Poe Dameron in the, in between the different sequel trilogy movies. And yeah. he did the artwork for the whole thing and it was fantastic. And he did the artwork for that Fantastic Four X-Men crossover book. Yeah. So it's good that he's doing the artwork for this book. Yeah. He's, oh, sorry. I, I jumped over the part where Kitty basically frees Juggernaut and she's like, hey, don't try and escape yet. I'm still getting a head count. I got a little bit of a plan, but I can't free Cyclops, but I just freed you. So we'll get to that. She specifically um, tells him to run away tomorrow. Yes. So I'm going to speed around because we are doing three issues and doing a more of a broad stroke story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of good stuff does happen here. Basically, Rasputin and Miss Marvel go see the Fantastic Four on like a little farm area they have because something's happening in their book where they're not really welcome. And I think this was actually one of the better ways I've seen Reed Richards written where he didn't come off like a dick. He came off like a genius. Jerry Duggan has written Reed Richards in a way that I am not familiar with, but I in, I could I would read a Jerry Duggan Fantastic Four. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, it was it was interesting because like the moment he sees uh, Rasputin Five, five, yeah, Rasputin Five, he basically understands her story without her even talking. And well, really he like that. he like uses whatever piece of technology he made to like scan her and sees that like within her DNA is like. He sees that she, her DNA has been put together. By, but like, just from that, he's like, she's also probably from the future. She also probably has this. She also probably has, like, he just started figuring stuff out because he's a fucking genius. Because he's a fucking genius. Yes, you're right yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And like the idea when like, well, we need to go in your brain and figure out how you did that. And he's kind of just like, I was going to figure out eventually. I don't care what happened. It's it's there. But then when they go in his brain, it's literally just a hollowed out spot, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. But basically, Miss Marvel's like, man, this is crazy. You know, for example, uh, the Terrigen Miss covers up my DNA. I'm still trying to figure out my powers. And he's like, oh, shit, that was it. <laughs> I love it. I love these silly little like, oh. What an easy solution to this fucking problem. But like yeah. this one feels good. Like this feels real. Like this seems like something that would happen. Also, when he and 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 Ms. Marvel high five and they both basically like stretchy their hands, it's fucking nice. disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> I love it though. It's cute. It's cute. But like it was, no, it was really cute because like he was just happy. He was just like, oh shit, I figured it out. Ooh. Whap. Whap is the word that happens when they <laughs> And I did like the little bit where um, Invisible Woman or Sue was basically like, okay, you can go in his brain, but if anything fucked up happens, I will open a shield in your body. Oh my God. I, I love Blow Sue up Storm. your head. I, <laughs> Sue Storm is one of the best. Sue Storm is the reason like I care about the Fantastic Four at all. Like, yeah. She's the fucking coolest. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Just like those, again, they were just written really well. All of them were I just do like, not care for Johnny with a mustache. I was honest. literally about to say that. It's a bit weird. I I don't like any of this. No. It's, I don't it's, care for it. It's odd. Anyway. He looks like Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that. Maybe a little bit. Um, so also the issue that issue ends with not Mr. Sinister, Dr. Stasis is basically like, man, Juggernaut tried to escape again. I should probably kill him and take that blood that's inside him, that magic blood. And Firestar just kind of like, excuse me? <laughs> <coughs> oh excuse me I was just, oh, oh. <coughs> so my bad like oh oh okay I guess that's what we're talking about now cut to hey whatever happened to Sunfire it's been uh, it's been a minute oh that's in this issue yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he took Red Root and put him like joined with her on his chest that's the beginning of uh Oh, it's the beginning of the next issue. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't remember. I, I couldn't remember if it was an opening or a closing of something. Yeah, it was the opening of issue twenty-eight. <clears throat> I will say so. Okay. Phil Noto is gone. Yeah. Joshua Casera is 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 on. And I do I do really like his art, but I feel like weirdly it goes better with like an X Force style book. Yes. Like We're just used to it that way. I like. It's excuse me, like these first few pages of this issue feel okay for whatever reason, but then like the rest of the like X Men store, it feels a little weird when it's like the X Men. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm to a, explain it other than that. You know, I, mean, I love the artwork. I do love the artwork, though. I'm a big believer in like art is specific to certain stories. Yeah, like not everything works for every superhero, every story. I'm like one hundred percent agree. Yeah. So I I see what you mean with this. Um, I think because it's like a dirtier style, it fits more with X Force. Yeah. If that makes any sense. <clears throat> yeah. So basically, think... we go through the struggle of Sunfire trying to find a way out of this hellhole, and he, as he's basically dying, someone rescues him with some uh, mutant blood magic, and that someone is Apocalypse. Or bum bum bum. And we won't know anything about that in this book. It only makes sense in the X-Men Red series, which is kind of random. 
I'm so yeah. glad I read these first before I read X Men Red because I, like, I was like, oh yeah, I know who this is. Like I know what's happening now. Yeah. Um. So basically, we have Sunfire stealing information <laughs> from Orcus in a way that I felt was kind of silly. Like I'm just gonna put this flash drive behind me, keep talking, yada yada yada. And pick, like, are you telling me Orcus has no cameras in the office? Not only cameras, but you're telling me this computer setup wouldn't just start wailing. If a device was plugged into it all of a sudden, I'm sure it's like a secret agent one or whatever. But even then, I kept thinking when I read it, like every time I put a flash off the computer, ring. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I um, I will say I do, I do, tr- I really do enjoy Jerry Duggan's writing, but there's something about these issues that feels a little rushed. And we're like, talking about that. This happens. This is happening with all the books we both feel. Yes, I, I do feel. But like there's like this is like one of those storytelling choices that it's like, okay, it's cute and whatever, but it's also this is it feels lazy and yeah. it feels like we just need to get to the next part. Yeah. It's a it's a bit like and next. Um what I really liked though, what didn't feel lazy, was when Firestar went to put the plan in motion, basically, where she helps free Juggernaut and goes to Cyclops and basically is like, hey, we were both in the scouts. So I'm going to tell you the plan by tapping on your chest. I'm going to, again, here's here's where the cameras come in. There's no way they wouldn't see that she's tapping Morris code. Well, I think it's, uh, yeah, in the picture, she's standing in front of where the camera was. Okay, all right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I did think that too, yeah. I will say, I will say though, and I thought about this, honestly. Wait, I I realized something. If there's a camera in there, it didn't see Kitty. Um, <laughs> maybe Juggernaut didn't have the camera only, but she went to see Cyclops too. <laughs> yeah, but she stayed intangible the whole time. I don't know, man. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. She's a ninja. <laughs> She's a fucking ninja, man. Come on, it's Shadow Cat. Okay, <laughs> not here. I am Cat. It's Shadow Cat. <laughs> um, I do want to say though, like I. The choice of being like we were both in the scouts felt stupid to me because like it's Scott Summers. Of course, he knows Morris code like you don't like you don't have to put a reason behind it. There's no you do not have to give a reason for Scott Summers knowing what you definitely do for Firestar. Like I see I was in the scouts, so I'll I'll tap this to Scott Summers, who obviously knows Morris code because he's prepared for fucking everything. Yeah, Uh, but I did like because like, hey, sorry, can't rescue you. Let's keep arguing. He plays along. Then she <clears throat> fire stars out. That's the best way I can put it. She blows out and sees that Colossus is free. Not Col- sorry, not Colossus. Juggernaut is free. And basically, again, kind of weird, whispers a bunch of details to him that apparently no one noticed. And then threw the flash drive in his mouth and was like, hey, make it look good when you beat me up, basically. Yeah. Like, no like- one saw the speech it's it's two word bubbles that are kind of big two giant word bubbles and she's also making the overt whisper thing with her hand like she's putting her hand over her mouth as she talks to him which is like the most obvious sign that you're whispering something (laughs) yes and we find out that basically it's the one of the things in there is how to uh, deactivate the bomb inside cyclops in the meantime, they need some reinforcements, they need some help, and they want to go to Latveria. So Shadowcat, Miss Marvel, who didn't even know where they were going, 
and Wolverine are now in Latveria. And I like this outfit on Doom. I like like the fur on the top. I do like Joshua Casera drawing some Doom. Right? It looks nice. It's it's I really, really like, nice. I do like his Doom. Like the cover of this next issue, 29. Good. That's some that's some good Doom drawing right there. Yeah. So now we have a little bit of a flashback of when Xavier made the actual speech about like, we're now here, motherfuckers. Check it out. I fucking <laughs> love this. This I, was really good. I love this retcon. <laughs> so right before he actually did it, Doom's like, excuse me, you were talking to me. And he has his own Cerebro. <laughs> he has his own Cerebro over his stupid fucking face mask. Yep. Oh my fucking god. And, and like when you talk to the world, you talk to Doom. <laughs> I am not nothing. I am Doom. <laughs> and basically like, by the way, I do not respect your nation. Fuck you. And when you fail, and you will fail, you'll try and come to Doom for help. <laughs> and huh. yeah, this is for people who aren't used to reading Doctor Doom in a book, he is the most arrogant guy in the room. I he love is it. the biggest prick. I- I could see it. And he even says, he's like, the hubris. I've been expecting this call. Did you think your pharmaceuticals and all these things would go unnoticed by me? I am smartest of all. Like, I yeah. love it. I, I, I'm very excited for the whatever version we get of Victor Von Doom in the movies. If I, I hope they don't fuck it up. I hope they don't make him just. I do like, too. Uh, apparently, just side tangent, uh, he won't be the villain in the first movie. It's going to be Galactus. Is you got honestly, you got to st- you can't just start with Doom. No, Doom is more important to get right than Galactus. Doom, if any villain deserves like their solo movie before, it will be Doom. Mm, I think you could still introduce him first and then go do like like you you know go do like a prequel type thing. It, it's at least in a sequel, you don't have to focus on the origin of the Fantastic Four and Doom. Yeah. Someone gets shortchanged then, basically. Yeah. But actually, there was like they almost made one by Noah Harley, who did Legion and a bunch oh, of other shit. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was gonna do like he was writing a Doom movie, and then the whole thing with Fox happened. Oh like damn, that. that's too bad. Right. Uh, but right now it's rumored to be Javier Bardem as uh, Galactus. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It kind of works. Like you stop and think about it, and then it okay. does make sense. He has a big face. He has an intimidating voice. Yeah. Will okay. he do the same accent from uh, No Country for Old Men? Maybe. You gotta hope. You gotta yeah, hope. You won't be scary. <laughs> <clears throat> well, so anyway, how will yeah. they make this giant thing not look stupid? Whatever. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Some movie tried to make him a big old gas cloud, so gotta be better than that. <laughs> we better. I guarantee we fucking better than that. <clears throat> so we are now on Latveria, where we learn about a bunch of other mutants that live there. Two of them are being kept secret from us, the reader. But basically, they got a lot of fun powers, and they fight the X-Men, and basically, they're just kind of like, we don't want to leave. He already told us that one day you're going to come for us, and we're not coming with you, because dude's manipulative, especially if you're powerful. He wants to keep you on on his good side, basically, and makes you think he's doing you a favor. He even taunts Wolverine about the mutant he killed, and he's like, you literally put him in a doom bot to trick me. Like... (laughs) It, yeah, you still fell for it though, bitch. Like, like but you still did it. And that makes you no better than me. Yeah, it does make me better than what the fuck? <laughs> it makes me a lot better than you. <laughs> um, so basically, 
after we get the backstory for all these new mutants and on Latveria, Doom's like, I always knew Charles was gonna fail, and he did. Anyway, you can leave in the morning, <laughs> essentially. But the mutants are like, all right, here's what this fucking guy's actually saying. If you ask for asylum, you're a citizen. And then if you're attacked, it's an offense against doom. <laughs> and it's just like, he makes you go through all these fucking hoops, though. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, what I can't, what is his, what is his end game? Why did, like, does doom just not like Orcus being in charge because he wants to be in charge? Is that really what it comes I down to? I think that's part of it. I also think yeah. it's like, almost like think of like a mother righteous situation of like, you'll owe me. Maybe you all these powerful mutants should come live here where Maybe. you all agree that I'm in charge and then I'll protect Maybe. you. Maybe. Why not? Yeah. It's like when I think Miss Marvel said, Hey, set, giant robot sentinels are going to come down and attack you. And one of them's like, hasn't happened yet. Yep. They know it'd be a bad idea if they did that. So maybe you need us more than we need you. Could be. Could be. Also, so, there's a point uh, in this book where, like, uh, Miss Marvel tries to stop Wolverine from attacking one of them because they have a vibranium shield like how would she or i mean a spear like how would she know that it was vibranium i don't know i have no idea yeah i did like how doom is like that's real vibranium not that cheap shit other people have <laughs> not what they just waste in some shields or whatever <laughs> <laughs> which in fairness cap shield is only partially vibranium it's true yeah it's, i just it's so fucking or doom is so whatever good. doom is so good it is really good. Um, and then the book ends with them going back to the base and blood everywhere, and everything's all fucked up. And we read about Cyclops's trial. It's gonna happen in Paris, which is where Magneto's trial happened. Oh, okay. I think that's the um, the poetic justice they're going for here. I also think they already deactivated the bomb because in the schematics, I think I think they plan. On the, whatever happens at this trial, they have it mapped out already. We're going to get like a reveal page of how they planned it out. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, if not, they're pretty stupid. Yeah. Like, Firestar is the worst secret agent. <laughs> She's not great. Also, they did, like, basically in front of her be like, all right, she might not be lying, but she might be not worth the headache. So, which is killer anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I did like how Nimrod's like, I kind of like her. <laughs> I like this one, though. Yeah, she's kind of cool. Dr. Stasis said you can't kill her, though. Dr. Stasis said no killing her. Yeah, until I now. Until I say so. Yeah, for now. Uh, she did basically say, like, because they're like, hey, you think we're dumb? It's a coincidence that you were there when all this shit went down. Uh, Actually, I was there in the morning. After that, someone, or no, she was there after. In the morning, she's saying it was Mystique that went there because you yeah. guys never found her body. And they're like, Oh, that's kind of right. <laughs> damn. damn. God damn it. <laughs> damn, she got us. But also, yeah. uh, you're probably lying though. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, I'm interested to see what the the next twist here is in the story cuz like right now Orcus doesn't seem like that smart. <laughs> they seem to be falling I mean, I I'm taking it as like we already won, so they're being cocky. It could be. Know? They could be just yeah. cocky and thinking they, yeah. I mean, honestly, that seems pretty realistic then. Yeah, they just, you know, they probably just bought 
social media and you know they control the narrative jesus christ yeah you know they have a blue check mark they have plenty of accounts of blue check marks they own twitter now yeah definitely elon is one of them actually in fairness uh in the marvel universe is a different group of people that own twitter it's two rich a brother and sister billionaire that spread false information and fuck with daredevil oh yeah 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 yeah. i remember that now he did rip his eyes out and scare the fuck out of them so they don't do anything now it's a whole thing daredevil ripped that dude's eyes out uh the last daredevil run by chip zadarsky if anyone wants another suggestion of something to read was incredible yeah i I read good chunks of it i never the ending is insane he didn't rip their eyes out he ripped his own eyes out to show fealty to them just so he can get close enough for them to literally drop their body shields (laughs) matt murdoch ripped his own eyeballs out yep just so they can do they so they could think that they own him now and the moment they dropped their physical body shields he fucked them up it was amazing yeah matthew fucking murdoch loves to fucking punish himself jesus christ i won't give context or many details but i'll literally tell you he goes to hell in the book <laughs> Yeah, of course he does. He's uh, that's all he ever wants. Yeah, it is. Uh, side note about that: more reasons to love the Ultimate Universe because he's a priest in the Ultimate Universe. No, I don't love that. It's it's really good. We're gonna have an Ultimate Universe episode, and I'm gonna tell you what's going on. It's really really good. Mm. Yeah, not sure I dig it. Not sure I well, dig remember it. Remember how the Maker made sure certain people didn't get powers? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so because. He made sure Matt never got chemicals and everything. He just became a priest. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, I told you it was a side tangent, guys. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'm okay with it before, because otherwise, like, it's so not a character. (laughs) But if it's that different, then yeah, okay. Anyway, I I liked most of it. A little rushed. I give it it four X's, though. I'm going to... I'm also going to give it four X's. I really, the art really helped. The art really helped. The story was good. I do like Jerry Duggan's writing. I do. It's just like, it's just rushed. It just feels rushed. Like, oh, fuck. They gave us a few months. They're going to wrap up this universe. Uh, No one, I don't want to say no one's steering the ship. It just feels like we're steering a ship that's going a little faster than we planned. So we're trying our best. Yeah, it. It's a little annoying that like it feels like there's not really a coherent plan in place, but they keep putting out all these side books that make it seem like there's it's all building to something. Yeah, and then it and feels I'm like starting, what's the point of that side book? <laughs> and I'm starting to increasingly wonder, is this actually leading? Are we going to get an anything close to a satisfactory? I'm not saying satisfactory and like I agree or am happy with the ending, but that like it got there and it makes any kind of sense within the own world. You know what I mean? I think when we get to read the fall of X issues and everything, we'll have a better understanding. We are reading the fall of X issues. You're talking about the fall of the house of X fall of house of X. Yes. God we get damn to it. Nick, get your falls, right? <laughs> Never. Um, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll have a better understanding of where they're going, but I hope there's a satisfactory plan because you know, we've invested not just us, but like thousands of people have invested 
in this story. Millions of, of people. Millions, I'll say millions of people have invested in this story of Kakoa era and it would really suck if it just ended with a whimper, you know? I know. Because I do feel like it's going to end up with a with a reboot, like a rewrite of history. To stop one hundred percent, one hundred percent to stop crazy. Dominion, but then like it has to be in a way that respects everything that happened, but also rewrites it. Like you can't make the last whatever years meaningless. Don't just it can't just be like a reset and like none of it happened. Yeah, because I'm like expecting Moira to die with her powers, and we're at an ultimate reset. Yeah, but they're ha- like. I'm a little worried. Yeah, no, I I'm agree. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah, I'm and worried. then how it ends is also going to make me worried about what the next one is. Because I'm I'm already yeah. worried that the next one is mainly just a cash grab because they're going to have the movies out and they're going to try to like synergize with whatever they're doing in the movie and like. Yeah, I mean I'm the not, comics have been good about that lately, where they don't do it too much, I, but they still do it. You're sure. gonna have to, you're gonna have to assure me of that, because again, all I really keep up with is X Men, and they haven't really been a movie franchise that Marvel's cared about. So, yeah, and I will say when when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, that's when those books changed dramatically. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, but you can't. No one knew about the Guardians. You can do that with the Guardians. You can't do that yeah. with the X Men. It, it's gonna be interesting. I wouldn't be shocked if the the new team has Deadpool on it because that's a movie coming out. That's one thing I expect. I do expect that kind of synergy of like, there's a movie coming out. So like Deadpool gotta be on the team. You know, Wolverine's definitely on the team, but Deadpool gotta be there too, for whatever reason. <sighs> Lord Disney. So actually, I don't want to just blame Disney, just comics and media. Cause they did this yeah, before. It's, Disney just, it's not anything. You, it's not yeah. anything unique to Disney. It's no, just there the was even a time movie. period where the X or the Spider-Man comic, he had natural webbing, just like Tobey Maguire. They did that for a little bit. Hot minute, yeah. Yeah, so like they like doing that kind of crap. Anyway, anyway. so that was X-Men 3 versus X-Men. Josh, take us away with X-Men Red, because I have mixed feelings about it. And I know you do, too. I have mixed feelings. I think what's going to happen is I like it more than you, though. But Probably. Yeah. Let, us, let us begin, my friend. Yes. So I'm going to kind of go off notes here, because we're covering X-Men or X-Men Red... 15 through 18. So that's a lot of books. So I'm not. And the ending. Like, that's it. And the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just the end of X Men Red. So things that happen throughout this this run here. We we learned that the Fisher King, who last we saw was merged with, I think it was pronounced Zylo, but it was one of the. uh, One of their quiet council who, like, kind of disappeared and when Fisher King came back, all of a sudden was merged with Fisher King. Yeah. Um, we learned that he grew up in the prisons that Tarn ran back in the day. Um, he's very old. We, we've learned that. Um, normal some, human stuff. All nor- normal human stuff. Yeah, but he has, has he's, he has no mutant powers, but he's, you know, an integral part of this. We learned that he, um, he met his wife, and they started in these prisons and they started like trying to form this like rebellion. And eventually Genesis was like, bitch, I knew what you guys were doing. I was just giving you some time. And then like she captures them and she basically in their society, they don't, if you break the law, they don't kill you. They kill 
just some other person and usually somebody you care about so they bring their children in uh and then instead of letting genesis kill their children uh the fisher king's wife uses her power to basically burn herself up and she sacrifices herself so the kids get to live uh and then uh yeah that's uh that's how that works um and so we learn that about the fisher king we also learn that all the rebellion of storm and uh roberto and fisher king obviously and then who's the other character we nova is on the rebellion too and yeah. and uh iron fire iron, iron fire, fire. Is the word I'm yeah yeah and then we also learn during during this one of these characters who i'm already forgetting sorry one of the characters it's a is, lot there's a lot of characters that's hard happening. to remember all but them. one of them is fisher king's daughter yes yeah cora Cor something i think so i think yeah. so yeah um so anyway all the rebellion are kind of like just gathered and and are attacked by a kaiju that uh genesis made at their base but it's no regular kaiju it's a kaiju trojan horse because when they kill cool. it the yeah it was pretty cool the blood as we learn from an x-men book <laughs> a different book the blood when interacting with this seed creates a special gate the the araka gate and or okara whatever i don't remember how, which I, i'm not looking at it being spelled right now um and out of that gate comes all of genesis's armies all of a month now we do have to give credit because the way storm killed the giant kaiju was pretty badass yeah. where she makes a glacier in the sky and a giant ice spike just stabs him in the fucking head just drops it down on his head yeah but then fisher king was like fuck 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 burn it burn the body burn the ah oh, shit <laughs> yeah because um something in Zy like whatever is in Zy whatever xylo's mutant gift is yeah. you could tell that something was up um and so, so yeah i'll say that issue you just went over is a good example for me of there's spots that are really cool but everything feels like one rushing but also this is the big finale of this really good series and it mm -hmm. felt messy i couldn't keep track of what was going on or who was doing what and like, not only did it feel messy but in one one of the issues like the issue we're about to get to number 16 there's just a, a whole separate story in the back of it like they just yeah let's random. kill more time in this book you could have used that to explain blood magic that's yeah, and that's, having sunfire <laughs> that's exactly what i'm saying so um in this one we open with our boy peter corbeau we haven't seen corbeau in a hot minute. that was nice yeah corbeau and i can't remember his last name but craig they call him craig of nasa here <laughs> but the guy that storm went on the date with um they're smuggling people out of port prometheus but also on this current run are bringing a couple mercenaries including the aforementioned fisher king's daughter into uh into the planet um of Araco, formerly known as Mars. Meanwhile, Mars is on fire, and um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the children of Genesis, are basically just taking turns seeing who can make this, who can afflict the most pain. So war has, is burning the place down, um, and then Famine is like, I want in on the action, and so Famine basically just causes a big ass tidal wave. Yeah, to like just 
drown everybody. Um, we then one of one of the during all this commotion, one of the rebellion, one, the teleporter one, um, Siza or Sizia, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, she teleports into wherever they've been keeping the Uranus trigger, which is back from our Judgment Day days. Yeah, I got issues with this too, but yeah, continue. The Eternals gifted basically Uranus to the planet of Arako and be like, hey, whenever you need him for an hour to kill people, he's yours yeah. now. And so that... um that gets saved from from this carnage and as all this carnage is breaking out storm decides enough is enough and she lightning bolts the fuck out of uh out of famine war takes a great exception to this but um is extinguished in i thought dead but the book makes it when it when it ends i don't it seems like war is back but it looks like storm kills war yes that's how i took it and i mean they say oh no okay never mind death does say my siblings are downed but not dead not yet okay so she did well yeah they were clinging on to life yeah okay you're right yeah yeah so she didn't actually die before they started their mini death death challenges storm to a, a another dance because death is obsessed with storm i did like they um, kept that mm-hmm. <laughs> like that storyline yeah um and so and i do love that storm whenever given the opportunity will flirt with death like of course she will of fucking course she will sorry craig but um so while she's dealing with this challenge uh um pestilence fires a a poison arrow at at storm from behind which is a big no-no in their culture that he was he was challenging her one-on-one and to do the sneak attack is a great offense um, but Nova jumps in front of the arrow to save Storm, and so the the virus, the plague, whatever, the pestilence, is released inside of him. And as punishment for interfering in what was he, something he was handling and basically trying to kill this woman that he's obsessed with and loves, um, he kills his own sister. And he this was kills, cool though. And he kills pestilence, and that was pretty crazy looking. He picked up he opened up his helmet or lifted his helmet yeah and like whatever's there just dissolved his sister <laughs> i think i think just his because he is death so just yeah. he gaze his he just gazed on her with that like kind of like a medusa type thing you know what i mean like marvel legends we need to make some of these characters if not all of them give me oh, a four the, pack oh my god the four horsemen are so yeah. coolly designed they're yeah. so cool um also, going way back, the first page of uh, the first issue you covered, there was that creature in the cave who just had like mouths on its giant brain. That was oh yeah, weird. yeah, that was crazy looking. Yeah, yeah, that was something. Anyway, and that was the Fisher King who was going up to him too. Yeah, yeah as a kid. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so the book ends with Storm being delivered the Uranus trigger and now having to decide for herself. Is this what I want to do? Do I want to literally commit genocide to stop a genocide, basically? Yeah. And our book ends with a, another gate opening up in the deserted autumn lands of, of Araco. And our boy Apocalypse has finally come to the planet Araco. 
And that is how the main book ends. I didn't read the, the backup story, and I'm not going then to know. So then, moving right along, let me check my notes, make sure I'm not forgetting anything here. Um, yeah, so, Apocalypse on Araco. We learned that Apocalypse is working on some magic. We know Apocalypse loves magic him. now. He does. He loves his magic. I, I love this new version of Apocalypse, by the way. I hope whatever happens, this apocalypse stays. Well, I thought it was funny how he was just like, well, I can't join either side, but I'm definitely helping you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Real neutral. That's, that's apocalypse for you, baby. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he, he loves his mutants. He loves his I mutants. did like this because when he referenced that, like, oh, that spot was supposed to be for Richter. Oh, that okay. was so... He had a plan for him all along. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did like that little like okay, we're connecting stuff from the beginning of all this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, and so we discover that that exactly he is come he's in this place where he has done. He's made this magic circle. We find out that he's rescued, if you want to put it that way, Vulcan from the the prison they locked him in that I honestly one hundred percent forgot about. Um. And basically, but Apocalypse has Vulcan under his like control. So like Vulcan is still angry as hell and wants to destroy everything. Yeah. But Apocalypse he like, needs no. two fire guys for some reason. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I need you over here. I think here's what I think. I think he needs um I think he needs Sunfire because Red Root is inside of of him and yeah. Red Root can talk to communicate with um Araco. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where that's coming from too. Um and so yeah, so he's gathered his mutants and his demon into their places so that he can do magic, but there's one piece he needs left, and that's storm. He can't complete this music music, this mutant <laughs> magic without storm. What's Storm up to? Well, Storm has this goddamn trigger that she's still trying to figure out if she wants to use. And our boy Ironfire comes up and he's like, just give it to me. If you're not going to, we got to put this an end to this. This is out of Which control. is funny because we know how much he worships her in an alternate future. And we see it starting to form here, though. Yeah. He does like he does respect her. You, you can see that starting to grow. And you can also see the way they start talking about her as the Storm. Remember, he used to refer to her as Aurora of the Storm. Mm. So, like, I feel like that's kind of like a, a way of saying, like, this is the start of that. Like, whatever. He'll still that... become her right hand. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I, I do like him. You know and what? He's... Out of all the new characters in this book, I, he's warmed up to me the most. Honestly. Oh, I like. I liked him immediately from the yeah. from the Sins of Sinister run too. I, like I really even in this, like these four issues, he came out looking the best as the most like developed character. Oh my god, so good! I I really I really hope we get to see this character some more down the road. Yeah. Um. And so, as he's begging Storm to give um him the 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 little box. Storm just shoots it with lightning and destroys it and is like, no, none of us are doing it. We're not going to fucking annihilate everybody to stop our annihilation. I'm fucking Storm. Of course, I'm not going to do that. I'm the fucking, I'm the goddess of life, basically. I didn't like this only because, like, you've teased this trigger for, like, a year. At least just put it back in the box. Don't have to destroy it. I'm fine with it. 
I'm fine with it because it is setting up that Storm is a goddess because she controls the weather. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is what all life on Earth, on any Earth, sustains <laughs> off of. You know what I mean? And so, like, because of that, she is, like, life is precious to her. And so, like, the idea of this just genocide machine running around for a fucking hour like especially here like half if not all of these armies are just under the sway of the annihilation staff like half of them drop it off at orcus (laughs) like give it to orcus not give it i mean use it on orcus like that would solve a lot of fucking issues too i'm with you i'm i'm not saying i'm not saying it's without it's you i'm not storm though i'm not a good person so Um, and so yeah, we find, we also find out that Nova is somehow able hit the Nova core, whatever <laughs> is keeping the disease at bay, but he's still sure. like, he's knocked out. He's, he's in pain. He's listen. Nova has gone to like hell. So it's yeah. fine. He, he's like, and while all this is happening, apocalypse walks into the camp and fucking death immediately is like, dad, dad, let me tell you about <laughs> dad. Here's what I did in apocalypse. Like, yes, yes, son, you did good. I'm here to talk to storm. Yeah. You're not the only one who fucking loves storm around here. I got to go talk to storm. I love that part. Cause like dad, dad, are you even going to talk to me? I killed my sister. Oh, ah, you've learned cool. a lesson. You've learned good. a lesson. You learned a lesson. It's good for you. Anyway, there should have been a panel of him trying to take off his helmet while looking at apocalypse and people like holding him down don't you do it don't you no it would just honestly should just be him like just dejected just looking down like (laughs) exactly (laughs) he's a sad charlie brown music uh i mean he does kind of look like snoopy with that little he does yeah um and so apocalypse tells storm "Ah, i'm here for you you are the key to some mutant magic I'm working on. Will you come with me to this barren wasteland? Um, I want to show you something. And so she walks with Apocalypse to this area where she's like, oh, fuck, Shiro, you're here. Sunfire, it's so fucking good to see. You. Oh, wait, the fuck, Vulcan is here? What is this about? <laughs> Don't worry, I have this under control. And all the while, fucking Vulcan is screaming, once I get free, I'm going to fucking murder all of you, you fucking assholes. <laughs> Y'all suck. <laughs> and then Apocalypse explains, we are the elements of whatever. You know, yeah. Here's what we represent. Sure, sure, Together whatever. we can make Captain Planet. And- exactly. And by the way, we need you in the middle because you control the weather. You are the life. You control all of the elements. You are the queen of mutants. Yeah. We did and- get a really cool panel because of it holy shit so they do their magic storm gets this light she looks like she's like on like a rock stage like rocking out it was like, a rock pose yeah i know they're going for but it came off more like if you had a mic like in her she's hand. screaming into a mic <laughs> um but they she's got like lightning coming through her hair like oh it's such a fucking cool scene um and so they basically use music i keep saying music mutant magic to bring a new living island to life and it's, it's not krakoa it's not Arako, it's korak sure so they bring the island of the the whole that autumn lands area that has been barren they bring that to life into a creature that looks exactly like krakoa 
Yeah. <laughs> so. What's that? It, and yeah, that's how it ends with um, with Storm saying Genesis, raise your kaiju to face my kaiju. Let's go at it, like we all do. But again, like we had that panel when she was like really delving into her power. It looked like an old, like a mix of new and old school oh, art so style. Really cool. cool. It was like um, this collage like style stuff they did. Oh, yeah, it was so that was good. cool. And again, just like the last two issues, I feel like there's spots that are good, but still feels like. I should feel like this is more epic than it is, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to feel what the writer's trying to convey. But I feel like, all right, cool. All right, next issue. Like, next page, you know? Yeah, I, I hear it's you. missing it's a, something. It, it, and I'm wondering, yeah, I do wonder how much of it is how the time between us reading these stories, too. Well, this should make, I've, in my experience, this makes it better normally when you do like a binge read of a few issues. Mm -hmm. But if anything, I, I feel equally frustrated as I did before, like kind of since Judgment Day, but definitely more so since Genesis came back. I just feel mm -hmm. like uh, now she's here and she's an army and uh, the wolf guy and the one-eyed lady. Uh, you, you know these characters, right? I, I, I guess. I guess sure. I know these characters. Like I'm reading a lot of books. Like I don't know. <laughs> and but they're also like, oh, and there's all this culture that I'm not really explaining to you. And like, but here's why it. this thing has to happen. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. I'm and this character's you. here too. Yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember them from sure a, a year Three ago. years ago. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the final issue is kaiju battle. The island of Araco versus the island of Kapow, yeah. yes. whatever it was called. Um, all the armies, the, the rebellion is fighting the armies of, of Amenth. Meanwhile, Apocalypse and his mighty band of magic mutants are holding this. They're, they have to basically maintain the beating heart of the island while Storm fights Genesis. And Storm... Going pretty well for Storm there for a minute. Um, but then the tides begin to turn as um Genesis I forget what she does. She like controls she also is like basically over life. Like magic probability. <laughs> yeah, she like does some kind of magic thing on it's still vague. That's another thing. Her power to me still feels too vague. Yeah, me too. And it does and doesn't work. Yeah. And how it does and doesn't work. And so she basically slowly is killing Gene or Gene Storm <laughs> through um She's Gene already brain dead somewhere else. She's already dead somewhere else. Yeah. Um Storm is being killed by slowly by Genesis magic mutant power. And she begins crawling toward um I'll go back and fill in the other pieces in a minute. Yeah. She starts crawling toward um, Genesis and Genesis is like, seriously, you can't even die with fucking dignity over here. What are you doing crawling at me? <laughs> and then storm grabs the staff. And when she does, the staff starts talking to her. And again, another beautiful fucking crazy. It was a cool page. Flash yeah. page of just, it's a crazy way to make just straight text look interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and basically the staff is like, Hey, Storm, I could go hang out with you. We could do I could be good. You want to do good stuff, right? What if you just let me 
have a little bit of control and we can do all the things you want, but I promise I'm cool now. I, I'm done. Genesis is boring. <laughs> Genesis is boring. Let me go with you. Why aren't you saying anything to me, Storm? Why aren't you talking to me? And then Aurora's like, oh, because I was uh, basically just letting you distract yourself so that you couldn't use your power of suggestion to make me miss this time. And she blasts a lightning bolt directly down on the staff and destroys the annihilation staff. I'm sorry, that's all it took? Yeah. It took lightning to blow up the staff? I thought it was like an indestructible fucking thing. No, it's just a staff. God damn it. All right. It was a mask before, and then it got turned into a staff. Yeah. <laughs> it's already been, it's already like a shell of its former self. Like the mask yes. was the most powerful, and then it got destroyed, and then it, whatever was left was pieced into this thing. Yeah. Um. No, I liked it because, again, I missed this part, but like Storm tried to do it a second ago, but this, but because of the, it, it, this, the staff just like gets you in your head and like just can make you do whatever. And so it yeah. just says miss. And so Storm missed, but she didn't miss this time. And so with this, with the staff broken, um, the challenge is complete. And also the spell is broken o- o- over everyone. And so we we see what's happening with everyone. Iron John Ironfire has been single-handedly destroying the other 99 members of of White Swords Undead Army. All and when he finally kills them all the White not the White Sword, the sword is called Purity goes mm. flying back to the man who's called White Sword. Um and he swings it at Ironfire, who is able to grab onto the sides and hold it from hitting him. And he gets this thing, and he cuts White Sword down, who we, who he loves. He's all of his love for Storm is what he is, who he loves right now. Eventually, he's gonna move that love over to Storm. But yeah. right now, he loves his man Blue, is what he even calls him. Um, and he b- basically is like, I'm gonna keep you dead until this is over, and then this is over now and so he's been keeping him from coming from healing himself but basically rehacking his heart a bunch and then he comes back to life he heals himself and he's still free of his control and they they hug as old friends and that was was nice it was really nice um meanwhile that all-seeing eye creature is trying to like this was funny yeah (laughs) was was trying to like get the jump on roberto and Roberto and was like, "Why are you just?" Roberto was just like, "Yeah, just stare directly at me. That's cool." And she was like, "What are you saying? I can't hear you." And then he just turns <laughs> on his power. He's like, "Don't stare into the sun, baby." That's the most sunfire thing. The most Roberto da Costa thing you could possibly <laughs> do. And so the giant eye creature goes blind, and and Zylo, using Fisher King's body, takes advantage of this, and then goes into this creature now so that it is controlling the law and it is this is all those like chapters that we've been reading of the new history of Araco, that's that's creature is the one that's been writing this that xylo creature okay um and so this is how that comes to be now and then with with xylo gone the fisher king is now dead because you know it was a parasite <laughs> killing him but it was his sacrifice he knew what was going to happen he made that sacrifice yeah um and so he dies with 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 dignity um we also get the kaiju 
uh islands hugging now that now that peace is on us probably fucking later and you gotta think you gotta think man there's not many rock pounding the rock they really pound in that rock if you will and so we end with storm and apocalypse just staring out into the ocean being like huh well that was something wasn't it (laughs) i guess we should go take care of this uh, orcas problem um I guess in many ways we've started because we exiled uh, Genesis and her goddamn remaining children to uh, the little floating goddamn Orcus station on the moon, and they just murdered everybody on that yeah. goddamn plant on that thing, and now they just live inside here. And uh, that they also, for good measure, though they live in here, and we also see now that they live in the space station. And have access to a nightcrawler clone, so yes. they could probably just teleport themselves out now. So, great. <laughs> there's your get out of jail free card, literally. <laughs> um, and so yeah, that's how the book ends with basically Storm and Apocalypse being like, "All right, let's go deal with Orcus." Yeah. Um, again, like I felt I wanted to love this, but it felt unearned on different levels. It's very uneven. It felt like a very uneven ending to the story. Granted, the writer apparently loves doing this where a book ends, but it's really just the next part of a different book because, yeah, because... this all started with Sword, yeah. then became X-Men Red, and now it's becoming Resurrection of Magneto. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll see. Same cast, next. same writer, just going with it. Just going with it. I love it. I, I like it. Um, I I really I do enjoy it and I don't I think there was a lot of world building that if we were to read this in a trade we would come to appreciate more than we do now. Maybe and uh, I know from what I've seen online here and there people love X-Men Red. Yeah, and I and I'm one of those it's really good and and I will say that a lot of this is I really really like what what he's done with Storm. Yes, he like, very love... clearly. I know some stuff that happens later on. He very clearly loves Storm as a character. Yeah, and I, I'm holding and... judgment till we read the story, but I know about a few things. I'm just like, that might be a stretch, but all right, whatever. Fuck it, Storm. Fuck it, it's Storm is my favorite approach to storytelling. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna give this stretch in overall. I'm gonna give it a four. I'm four X's. I'm gonna go with three and a half X's, just because I just. I want it to be awesome. I want to love it because I've really liked this run up until a certain point, like around Judgment Day. I thought it was getting a bit messy. Um, so it's more like I I wanted more. I'm a little disappointed, so I can't give it a four, but I'll give it like a three, three and a half X's is fine. I think if this book was a little more even and not feeling as like we have to try to cram all this, this in real yeah. quick, would easily be a five for me, but as is, I'm still, I still really enjoy it and would not be shocked if like, I would love an omnibus when this is all done of just Al Ewing's space X-Men. They have to do it like that. They can't do it. Like here's sword. Here's red. Cause I will say as a full story, as, as a full X-Men red, I think then I would give it four X's cause Mm -hmm. it's very original, very ambitious, Mm -hmm. tries new things with characters, gives it a nice twist, has good payoffs, for most of it, I just feel like it it's not sticking the landing right now for me. That's the yeah. big part. I hear you. I, I'm not I, I yes, I, I don't love the ending. I don't love the ending. Yeah. 
But anyway, guys, tell us what you think about the ending. Am I crazy? Is Josh crazy? Are we both crazy? Most likely. But next yeah, week, I'm gonna we're finally that. getting back to our regular schedule, more or less. Next week, we're going to do Fall of the House of X. Uh, what was the other one? Rise of the Powers of X? Rise of the Power of X. Yes. Resurrection of Magneto and Dead X-Men. And maybe if we have time, we'll throw in an episode of the animated series, because why not? Uh, spoiler alert, we're not going to have time. You know, yeah, a lot does probably happen in those books. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to cover like the two jumbo-sized books and then two other books. I Yeah, probably take up the episode, yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but guys, uh, tell us what you thought about X-Men Red so far, or the ending. What's your full review? What, what's your opinions on it? Josh, where can they tell you about their opinions? I don't want to know. I don't you know. Don't, I don't don't know. You, you put it know? on a podcast and then tell me what podcast and I'll listen to your podcast. How about that? <laughs> no, you can talk to me at Xbrarian. It's Librarian with an X. Ooh. Uh, you what can find you? me at Madman3005. Now, before we go, we got to talk about something really, really important, guys. Uh, I've seen just just thousands of threads, conversations about this topic. And, you know, it, it, it means a lot to me that people feel so passionately about it. And I feel like as a community, we have come to a consensus that shaking does help. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to have other people listen to the podcast. You don't know how to, like, approach them about this, if they're a friend, if they're a stranger. You're not sure what to do to say, hey, listen to this really cool podcast of these cool guys. And the answer apparently has been solved. You grab them. You grab them by the shoulders. Mm-hmm. You just give them a nice shake. Yeah. A stranger, a friend. They're going to wonder what's happening. And while they're so curious. Minutes, but please keep going. Yeah. While, while they're so curious about what's going on, it's really simple. You tell them to listen to the Dawn of X podcast, and then they'll know why they're being aggressively shaken by someone. Now, I'm not telling you you have to do this. This is your choice. 110% your choice. But you should do it. Because they're gonna they're gonna have questions, and they have to start from the beginning. And you know who else is gonna have questions? The police. The police will have questions. So We're not liable for this. This is a, this is a choice. I'm not talking individual. about. To, I'm talking about to the person making this choice that you're strongly encouraging them to make. You know what? Then they're gonna have to deal with that. Call them. Call. <laughs> call them Orcus pieces of crap, and then run. And they're gonna have more questions. And it's gonna yeah, lead them back to our podcast, and they're gonna be the crap, <laughs> and they're gonna be fans. We're gonna build fans of people shaking each other, but eventually becomes a hug because now you're best friends because you're part I... of the Dawn of X podcast. Sure. What? You, you... Don't do it. Just don't do anything he just said. <laughs> Say I gave piece. you guys all that, and my throat hurts today because I love you guys because you are the best goddamn fans. Any podcaster could ask for if you like and subscribe and communicate with us and shake a friend, then you're the best goddamn fans anyone could ask for. If you do very particular things, if you don't do those things, you're an okay fan. If you've listened to this podcast, I appreciate it. Thank you. If you're still here, you if know, you're, you're still awesome. here, we are at one hour and 20 ish minutes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, on that note, uh, if you have any Marvel Legend X-Men pre-orders, they're probably going to go through this week. No surprises. It's not going to be April. And uh, yeah, until then, guys, we will see you next time. <laughs>